how are you? Well, I'm going to honestly say exhausted. Well, better than yesterday because we had a wedding. Well, we got the secret of print on Thursday, so I was up really late. Friday, we had a wedding, got to bed at four. Saturday, we had a wedding, got to bed at four. So yesterday, needless to say, I was pretty burnt. And then today, I'm feeling a lot. I'm, I'm feeling more like myself now. So well, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good, good, good. But uh, yeah, and how are you? I'm great. I had like a fantastic week with my son. Uh, he had the reading week last week. So he was mm -hmm. home all, all week and uh, savoring every moment of it. Because I know like uh, after Christmas, he's going to start um, a job probably. Because right now it's been kind of smooth sailing. He had yeah. money set aside. So the first term he kind of took to ease into it yeah but then starting in um, January he's gonna have to find a job and and so I'm not I'm not gonna see him as often so I'm, I'm savoring every moment I can and and like I keep saying savor every moment because sadly the uh the date of my son's passing of well his first angel anniversary is coming up so that's what I keep saying you know what you never know and yeah. savor every moment because we have no idea yeah. how long any of us have so yeah definitely savor every moment that's my big message yeah. all the time absolutely so we had a show <laughs> plan and then we had a uh a change of of plan uh, <laughs> yeah. this morning we got an email our guests uh were not able to make it it was uh, we were supposed to be having the city what is it the city housing um housing and um Oh my God, I can't. Isn't that awful? I'm like completely, but anyway. It doesn't matter because they're not coming anyway. So. But we will hopefully have them in the future. So it's like a last minute thing. We've got the boys on trying to come up with a subject. And and by the way, my daughter loves the show that we do with the guys. Okay. She always says. Yeah, I get a lot of good comments about She this. says she never knows which way it's going to go and how, <laughs> what's going to come out and what comments she'll hear. So today, guys, it's really, we don't know which way it's going to go and what's going to come out. Right. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I'm So I have uh, Ivan backstage right now. I'm still waiting on Steven, but I'm going to bring Ivan in a minute be before we start though, I want to express uh, and give our most sincere condolences to Sarah Good, who yes. uh, has lost her niece to uh, fentanyl and uh, overdose. So I think um, that's going to be one of the topics we're going to touch yeah. on today. Um, but uh, our most sincere, sincere condolences to uh, Sarah and her family. All and right, Stephen is there. So <laughs> here we go. I'm oh, going to bring the boys on. Good morning. Good morning. Thank G Willikers. <laughs> okay, we're live. So um, keep it to G Willikers. <laughs> G Willikers. I like that one. That's a new one. <laughs> it was popular oh. in Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Good so morning, Stephen. Are you doing all right today? I'm doing all right. I just at these, uh, I'm really not a computer literate. I go downstairs, figure, give myself enough time, and then that stupid thing down there starts freezing on me. So I come upstairs. This thing takes 20 minutes to load up. And, like, <laughs> and I know people are waiting, and I say, oh, and one thing, as I will attest to, I do not, do not like to be late and i don't like people being late so it's like <laughs> i'm with you on that my lisa so, and i have feuds all the time yeah because <laughs> she's always fashionably late <laughs> well 
I, a few times I haven't been. There's a couple of times you were. So, uh, gee willikers. <laughs> the word of the day. Oh, yeah, it is. I like it. <laughs> so, um, we were just talking uh, before you jumped on, uh, Stephen. We were talking about what topic to talk about because we're kind of left high and dry today. But, um, um, I was just expressing that um, one uh, of our new, uh, newly elected city councillors, Sarah Good, lost uh, her niece to um, fentanyl um, uh, over the weekend. And we were thinking that uh, we should be talking a little bit about this crisis that we have in Cornwall. And, and uh, also, my lease was uh, discussing about teenagers and how it is to raise a teenager today as opposed to what it was um 20 25 30 40 years ago um yeah so we can so, touch on so that let's call the show life death and everything in between there you go ah <laughs> 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 uh, well i i read that about sarah's uh, niece and that's really sad you know like uh, such a young 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 lady and uh to be lost that way but you, there is a problem with the drugs and this, this drug being laced is what's happening to a lot of them also it's not so much they're going out looking for this stuff but uh, it's the people want to make more money on them and uh, putting less stuff in but right now Cornwall has quite a few um, problems going on like with the drugs and like the, the, the drugs and the homelessness like the subject was supposed to be this morning but uh, or not, not homelessness, but housing. So you know we have a multitude of subjects we could pick on Cornwall if we want this morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all it's all tied in together. Like it's. Uh... You mentioned something about the drugs earlier, and I'm not sure on fentanyl, but I know that when things are not done in a pharmaceutical approach, so there's a certain dosage attributed to so many tablets, but when they're made. In someone's back room, one tablet might contain so many more milligrams than the yeah. other one because it's not evenly distributed. So people, even though they can pull a Kurt Cobain and get adjusted to dosages, and it, you know, when you don't know what you're getting, it's it's a lot no, and, every time. And, yeah. and with fentanyl, the 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 thing with that is that like it takes very little. Yeah. Very little to put an uh, elephant to its knees. Yeah. 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 yeah, that that is like I I myself like I'm so leery on taking anything that I I could never even fathom taking something that I don't know what's in it. Like I have a hard time taking a Tylenol. Like so, kids that are going out and doing stuff like that. And I was telling Julia too many years ago. I found out, and I'm sure it's still going on. Kids will go to a party with have a bowl fill it with all kinds of prescription pills yeah. and then take a swig of alcohol and a handful of pills. Like I'm like, why and how is that even possible? Yeah. And there's a name for that kind of thing. Apparently it's, it probably still goes on. Well, there was a song out about that. It was mother's little helpers where they, kids were taking the stuff out of the cupboards. And it's, uh, oh. it's been going on since, well, I, I remember back in the 60s, but everything, nobody knew what they were taking then, which was LSD most of the time and mm -hmm. smoking your pot and stuff. But now, you know, like, I, I would not <clears throat> want to be a kid 
out in the world today with like with uh, with your peers peers and everybody else trying to keep up with them because the yeah. drugs are there you know it's like, well it's i worked with uh, with teens having behavioral problems i remember one of them telling me you don't have to take illegal drugs you would steal from a corner store take cold medicine and then you know whatever sleeping pills caffeine pills make oh himself a God. cocktail and get all whacked out yeah um, so it's it's not hard if you're wanting to do it it's it's there it's accessible at all times so i think it has to come from another source to want to not experiment with those things and whatever pain they're going to i mean i like the song hotel california some drink to remember some drink to forget whatever the reason is you do what you do um <clears throat> you're playing with tnt every time right because mm -hmm. you're not sure you're not metering it and going okay i know it can handle that because maybe on an empty stomach that day it will it'll be too much or whatever so um the importance of staying healthy and staying away from drugs and uh you know uh many celebrities you know like uh, we'll, we'll go to a classic elvis you know you take something to sleep and you take something to wake up and that becomes a routine yeah and um what's her name she was with bobby brown um Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I mean, there was a beautiful woman seemed to have it all together and it, it got right out of control, on, you know, to, to function daily. And, and they, they're, they're people use you. I, I mean, everything's about money. So you go on a concert tour and, and, you know, you perform, you were talking about your 4 a.m. Uh, you know, it'd be 4 a.m. Get back on the bus. You got a concert tomorrow again and again and again in another town. You're Toronto and Montreal tomorrow and, mm -hmm. you know, Nova Scotia the next day type of thing. Um, they just. Yeah, they're squeezed like a lemon. Yeah. Like, uh, well, Michael like... Jackson was, I think that was, that was him too. Well, for, for, yeah, for anyone on, on yeah. tours, like it just, I well, can't Mike... imagine it. Michael Jackson was more because of the pain that he endured from the, when his hair went on fire. Is what started them on drugs oh right? okay okay because he was in a lot of pain with that and uh from somebody who's been burnt in a fire i could just barely imagine what it would have been like to have my head on fire rather than my legs and you know i i could see him taking the drugs and he took the drugs to ease the pain but then okay he had to take the drugs to take care of this and drugs to take care of that yeah. afterwards you just end up on a on a, on a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, here, try this, try that. And when you got a doctor and you got that kind of money, well, here, I'm going to give you another prescription, another prescription. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, there's nothing you can't buy. So, so I think we can conclude that whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, drugs seem to be the solution for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, drugs yeah, and alcohol it, it's, it's really sad. Like I, I lost my, uh, my two brothers to, uh, addiction and, um, my poor father, like, I don't know how he survived this, you know, losing two of his children. And, uh, oh. it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, but is it worse today than it was back then? Like, is the peer pressure with kids today with the internet and the social yeah. media and, and everything they're on, is it worse than it was back then? Like, well, like Julia and I have discussed before, because my uh, my 14 year old, almost 15 year old stepdaughter is living back with us. She had gone to back to her mother's when she was 11 and now she's back. And the ch it's a change. It's a night and day change. 
from. And a lot of it is peer pressure. I, I am seeing that because when my kids were younger, there was no cell phones, there was no internet, there was none of that. And Julie and I were discussing, you had a circle of five friends. Now you've got a circle of 500 friends or thousands of friends through the internet. So the peer pressure is, is a lot stronger. See, I'm not one of those people that believe strong in blaming society for everything. I think that you've got to teach the individual to be autonomous right from the get-go. I know mm -hmm. that not every child is the same, mm -hmm. but but there's there's strength in making them independent. You're teaching them about you know be resilient to this. Uh, and I'm, it's tough. It's a tough topic because everybody's susceptible, but it's also easy to go. My friend has it. That's why he did it. That that's easy too. So you yeah. have to make sure that your child. Is making right the right choices. Well, and and believes in themselves and are strong enough. And by doing that, is not enabling them. There's there's so many parents that want to make life easy for their kids. But if you mm -hmm. make life easy for your child, it's going to be a hard life because expectations change. It should be easy. I should cruise through everything because mama and dad made it so easy. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes what I use a lot with is, and what are you going to do about that? Like empower them oh this is my problem i'm not going to fix it what are you going to do about it and then they have to think and because you do this and then you send them off to toronto university and they don't know how to take a bus you know what i mean like you do everything mm -hmm. you drive them every and then you send them go totally independent and they go into shock i know that in some cultures where it's fed education 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 they just they, they take away all chores just be the best you can be at school and then they move away and they don't know how to iron their pants. They don't know how to make craft dinner. And that's what gets them out of school. They can't handle all the rest. They can study and they can be an ace, but they can't do the rest because the rest was all taken away from them. Just study. Mom and dad will handle all the rest. So you got to like globally fix them up. When we say is life any easier, my dad was raised during the depression, was a merchant marine at 15, was in the army at 17 and was very hungry between all those things. I have a hard time going, oh, no, life is harder now. They only have five TVs in the house and $2,000 cell phones. But that was not my question. I'm not talking about hardness. Like, we know. we're Our kids are cushy. We're we're making a life way too cushy. We had I had this discussion with my 18-year-old a few weeks ago. And, yes, we make their lives way too cushy. And we know that we grow in a hardship, right? Like, if it's hard, you learn. You learn to survive, you learn to adapt, you learn a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Parents today make kids' lives way too cushy. This everyone gets a trophy mentality is not yep. like it's 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 not doing anybody any good. Like I fear for 20 years ago when the streets are in shambles and they need repairing, like nobody wants to work anymore. Like, you know, but my question was about more peer pressure specifically as you know let's say a kid had has has had trauma in in their lives early on so they're already more prone to get into drugs and alcohol and all that jazz mm -hmm. and then you throw in the factor of being picked on at school and yep. having 500 social media friends who tell you kill yourself or mm. you know having like that's 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 a very different level than what we had when we grew up. Yep. Like I had, I had three friends that I hung up, yep. hung out with all the time and nothing else. Like I didn't have all this bombardment of yep. 
of messages going at me. All right, but the, the awareness is so much better now. We didn't have a safe space to go to back in the day. We didn't have the awareness. Was, there's was a movie about a woman uh, in 1974, blew her brains out on TV. She was a newscaster. The way we treated depression back then and all that compared to how we invest in mental health now. So there's a flip side. I mean, yeah. someone says, yeah. oh, I'm anxious and the world changes. It's not I'm nervous or I'm fearing for tomorrow's presentation. Or We use these keywords to get a whole lot of attention. I, I hear what you're saying. We're exposed to more numbers, but there's also more intervention than there was yeah, 40 years right. ago. Um, I, I remember hearing, what was the expression, uh, my lease, they used to say when someone was a burnout but before that he had a nervous breakdown and as a kid i'd hear that oh the guy down the street had a nervous <laughs> breakdown and yep. i'm like what ah. the heck is a nervous breakdown you yep. know and yep. we didn't even use the word depression that it was a nervous breakdown so you just pictured <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cowering but, in a corner somewhere yeah like so you know life is overwhelming at times no matter where you are and how well equipped you are and everybody has a different level of vulnerability mm -hmm. um, I, I often think of back in the days of slavery the oppression that that people in you know Mississippi and Alabama had to put up with and not fight back and not retaliate and, and how how did the or, or prisoners of war or like those circumstances made for exceptionally strong people I'm not yeah. saying they were well in the head afterwards but my god you got to be stoic to Survivors. want to put up with that every day for sure but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brains, um, because I'm I'm because you're 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 saying we have all this um, uh, re all these resources available now. Yeah. But right now I'm I'm dealing with an issue with one of my kids, my 14 year old, and uh, they've been diagnosed with uh, anxiety, and they've been um, recommended to see a therapist. Well, I have no clue where to begin to find them someone to talk to like i don't i don't know where to go like i i called this morning i called the mental health um facility there on mcconnell um they're gonna call me back in a couple of days i know there's gonna be a whole long wait for them to see somebody there like where do i go when you need so so in every school board there's already mental health teams there. they don't want to talk to somebody at school they're no they're but afraid you could, of the stigma right but but well, you could start by asking the principal, who do they refer to? And, and there's probably a, a different way in. I know that every school has a mental health team, not necessarily in place, but <clears throat> services. Mm -hmm. um, so I would start with that. There's waiting lists everywhere. You're right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can go to, uh, well, anyways, well. <laughs> Four, 14, 14 is a tough age too because it's almost the end of childhood. So like L'Equipe Scossiasse, he's young kids. And then, you know, so 14, 15, 16, 17, like they'll see them till they're 17, 18, and then it becomes adult services and stuff like that. Um, so this, your child's in grade nine? Nine. I wanted, like, they wanted to see somebody online, but because, uh, you know, there are some nice uh, services that you can sign up to online, and yeah, there's a fee, but still, you can see a counselor online, but they don't take under 16. So oh I can't well, I can't have well, them register there. Bounce what back, about, Steve? That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. What about bounce back? Bounce back is kind of good, but for the one-off thing, because they don't get to talk to the same counselor uh, 
over and over. Yes, they do. If they I'm do? not mistaken, they get to talk to the same counselor once they're assigned one. That counselor checks with them every week or two weeks, whatever the interim is. But it's I would check more into the bounce back because I believe, and because we were, uh, I talked about that with Anshel Valencio and uh, from CMHA, and I believe they get the same person all the time. It's okay, not, you're okay. not going to get different counselors. But also in town here, we also have the youth hub that is helping kids right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, kids, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I that would be your go to for now, I would think. I think it's 212, if I'm not mistaken. But I, they're there for not, not just for kids that are suffering from anxiety or depression or whatever, for kids in general. So, you know, to, to give them a little bit of guidance. Mm -hmm. um, they, they also have health nurses going in, so it, it's all aspects, mental health and physical health, and they can see them in the evening. Um, so check yeah. out, they have a website you can we'll check, check out. out. It has a schedule on who's going to be there when, so they have someone to talk to. And, and it's younger people working with them too. It's not young fellows yeah. like Steve and I. <laughs> <laughs> hey! It's, it's, it's peer-led, isn't it? What's isn't that? it peer-led? Peer it's, it's all their support there? No, uh, no, no, there are professionals there too that, that will see them. Uh, but there are support. They, they did, I believe, start a support uh, group amongst themselves. Yeah. Good awesome. to know. The, the, the place is nice. I've been there. Um, they have like all, you know, video games and board games, and they're kind of set up for like a nice That place. would be your segue, Julia, to get other services as well. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. I'll try that the ground Thank level you. thing, grassroots type of thing. Good idea, so. good idea. But you're talking about the the peers uh, pressure today compared to back in the day. I think it's because like growing up in the '60s when uh, the love and drug generation. Uh, I think it goes back to the individual person. Also, I never did drugs. I smoked pot four times in my whole life. And it wasn't because my mother was hovering over me saying, you don't do it. It was because it wasn't for me. And I mm -hmm. hung around with people that didn't do drugs. Yep. So, you know, if your kids are going to hang around with with people that are into it, they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. So I think it's you can't choose your your kids' friends, but you you can guide them away from it a bit more. And, you know, and, and although I don't believe in parent helicoptering, in today's day, I believe that parents should know who their friends are, who their, their kids' friends are, mm -hmm. because they're, it's not the same as back in my day. Back in my day, we'd leave home at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, come back home, and the lights went on, and everybody knew everybody. Today, yeah, yeah. you don't know anybody. You don't know your neighbor next door to you. No. no like, right. um, they, they, they've asked me, uh, can I, can I go for a sleepover with this and this person? I'm like, I don't know these people. No, you're not going to a sleepover until I meet their parents. Like I, I'm that's sorry. Ex that's you know? exactly how it was when my kids were little too. I knew all the friends, but we lived out, out on the outskirts of Cornwall too. So we always had to drive them in and I always knew where they were going. And I always wanted to meet the parents like you. So you know who they're hanging around. And I think but, you can still do that. I mean, that's important. You still do that. Yeah, but out. we, as parents, we have so much more to to monitor or worry about than 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 there was back then. Like my my parents had to worry about TV. That was pretty much it. That was mm -hmm. what I was 
getting fed was the TV. Now with the internet, like you never know what they're watching, who they're talking to, what they're doing. Like there's TikTok and Snapchat and like, you know, yeah. they're everywhere. They're on everything. And like, and, that, and, that, year, and that thing is permanently kid, in their hands. Last year on TikTok, a guy blew his brains off. Yeah. And, and the video was there and they had a hard time getting the video off because it was it kept being shared right so it was everywhere and and like you don't want your your children to so i told them i said you're not on, you're not on TikTok until this is resolved you know get mm -hmm. get it off your device but like if i hadn't heard about it if i hadn't known about it like they could have fell on this thing and seen somebody so, so someone mentioned that in men's group last week was that you know Back in Vietnam War was the first one we were kind of seeing almost live. The first mm -hmm. time that things were televised almost live. And now if you have a murder in Louisiana, you it's... hear about it 12 seconds later on your device. Mm -hmm. Where when it was national news, we probably wouldn't hear about a death somewhere else. So, uh, or, you know, uh, the thing was the creeper with the white van. Well, all of a sudden, if it goes on Louisiana and people are worried about the white van in Cornwall, and, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So, so we're amping up that anxiety and you should try and calm it despite making children aware, but you're getting fed that and it's like, well, be careful, but it should be. Okay. So it, it's a tough message to send the kids because really things you have to know that most kidnappings and stuff our family it's people you know it's not this when a stranger calls <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. it's rare mm -hmm. but but with all the exposure as you said julia they fear everything and parents yeah. are like be careful who you talk to and I, I was telling them in the same group that when i was in kindergarten they had a cardboard canoe with her name address and phone number yeah. case we got <laughs> oh lost my God. someone could drive us home yeah and how that's changed today to stranger danger like, don't talk don't look down walk by. <laughs> Don't and I don't know what's better. I grew up confident that people you can trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, some people get burnt along the way, but that everybody be worried for the three percent that might. I don't know what's better. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if someone's been affected by stuff, and I did see uh, like grown men who had been uh, abused as children uh, sexually and all this, the impact it's had is for life. It, it does cause relationship problems, addiction, all of that. Um, but and I don't want to say, but, and that everybody leaving their house has to walk like this. Cause Oh, he looked at me. What does he want? Is he after me? I don't think we're doing the children a favor there either. So I don't know what the balance is. Um, I like you, my Lisa lived out of town. when I was a kid, we lived in St. Andrews. We had the, the general store. So I was exposed to a gazillion people every day. I worked at the mm. store. We had a little farm, all this kind of stuff. Um, it wasn't stranger danger. It was, that's the guy in the seventh concession, third white house yeah. on the left. You know what I mean? So, so what happened? Like, what happened, do you think? Technology. Yeah, Is exactly. it technology? Because, yeah. you know, like, you're right. Like, I, I freak out if, if my kid, like, my kid is 14 now, so I got them a phone, you know, so they can, you are know. You whatever, him on, are you tracking me, him on the phone? For me, not for them. Like, you know. Really? Are, 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 you yeah, are you tracking that? Absolutely. Why? Absolutely. Well, you know, I don't know. Because I'm I'm not I'm not at ease if if like Takes if you two don't know to where get they pregnant, are. By the way, so good luck tracking oh, no, everything. That, that's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well, there's a mother. I'm not worried about her getting pregnant. I don't care about that. 
I just want to know where she is at all. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about um, human trafficking more than anything else, you know. Well, that, that is a problem. We are, we are in Cornwall after all, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, and, and they're very little. My kids are, are very little for their age. They're easy to snatch. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't say that on the, on the show. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That you said that, but I mean, that being said, has there been any abductions in Coral that made the news in the last year? I, I haven't heard of any. No. 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 Um, so I think that's the thing. We hype the fear. Uh, like I said, something happens in Alabama or Louisiana, and we're like, oh, oh well, it could happen here. And and not. And anxiety is transmitted from a parent to a child. If you're the type of parent that checks all the windows, locks the door twice, gets back out of the car, checks the door again, mm -hmm. your kid will grow hey, up. I'm like preparing that. for nuclear war right now. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Still digging the bomb shelter. <laughs> Yes, well, you, well, you know, you know, you're right, though, Ivan, this anxiety thing, it's not the same. I'm not going to talk about kids, but when I was working at Astro and the, in the winter, there was, you know, weather warning, you know, freezing rain, this and that. You're inside. There's nothing going on. And they're putting that into your head that it's going to yeah. be bad. It's going to be treacherous. You go out there and you're, you're scared to drive home. Yeah, there's nothing going on. Yeah. It, it's how, that, how many snow days I, did we have last year? That oh, my God, that is snow. insane. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane. Nothing <laughs> happened yet. There were schools were closed. Yeah, let's talk all, about that, well. Steve, because when I was in high school, the bus would get stuck in the snow. Everybody <laughs> jump out and push, push it. it. Today, yeah. Oh, no. Little Johnny might get strained, get a hernia, whatever, or might slip, lay under a tire because he's stupid. I don't know, but it, like, <laughs> we're is, so safe is... and so like. Yep. Well, it's up. lawsuit, Ivan. It's lawsuits, I believe. Yeah, right. I get it. I get it. We've become. That's what someone told me. We've become more like the the, the, the U.S. The U.S. Yeah. I I had oh, an you. event. I think my lease was there. It was uh, Vive Cornwall, mm -hmm. and we had inflatables. And we were getting questioned, how safe are inflatables? Your yeah. kid's on air. <laughs> how safe is the inflatable? You know, how close to the river is it? Like, I mean, and, and, and I'm telling you, like my parents how were raised in that generation. <laughs> there was no child labor laws then. They were working at 11. My dad was working in a slaughterhouse with very sharp knives at 11 years old. My mother was washing floors at the hospital. They were 11, 12 years old. And today it's like, is my kid going to be okay on an inflatable? You know, um, I wonder why they're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have a camper van, okay, which I took to Cornwall a few weeks ago. <clears throat> and when I was coming back home, I passed on uh, Marlboro. Oh. And there was a couple there that I know. So as I went by, I tooted the horn. Now, these are adults. And one of them started panicking because it was something in a van tooting to them. It's like, oh my lord! Or they really knew it was you, Stephen Duras. <laughs> Maybe. No, I doubt it. Who drives an eighteen van and an eighteen van in in this day and age? Being <laughs> like, you know, and, and I was told to no good. Don't don't ever toot your horn again at us when you're in the van. It's like, come on, you know, like it's. Probably that bumper sticker in the back there. If the van, if the van is it rocking, don't bother knocking. Maybe it's that that makes you nervous. 
Oh boy! Well, in a van. I mean, it used to be somebody in on a motorcycle with a, a you know a tinted visor would drive by, wave to you, and you had no idea who it was. I mean, they could actually see you in the van. I'm sure. Oh wait, Ivan, that might have been the problem. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Get tinted okay. windows next time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it used it used to be way back. Everybody would wave to everybody and toot the horn, and you know, and on a motorcycle, you didn't even know who the person was until but, afterwards. But that is city living, okay? Like in the city now, people are afraid to wave to each other. I'm out in the country, and there's not mm. a car goes by here. If I'm out by the side of the road, they toot, they wave. I have no idea who they are, but you know, it's a little bit more friendly. And yeah. what bugs me is when you go into the city, whether it's Montreal, Ottawa, or Cornwall, whatever, you go in, Cornwall's not quite so bad. But in Montreal, if you look at somebody and you say, good morning, hello, they kind of look at you, what, what do you want? Whereas in mm -hmm. Cornwall, you get more of an answer, good morning, and back. But it's like... It ah. depends on the neighborhoods too, Steve. I've been in different places in Cornwall where everybody says hi, and there are other places where you're best not to say hi. <laughs> yeah. Where are you, what do you want? You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole other um, story. Would you say it goes with uh, um, income status? <laughs> In part. Uh, yep. Sad to say, but yeah, it is. the yeah. bigger the yard, the friendlier the people. Yeah. Uh, when they're stacked up real tight, comes back to my thing with, you know, put two cats in a box, give it a shake, and little things get intense pretty quick. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like when I've... I divorced, I moved to Montreal Road. And it took a while for me to fit in the hood there. I was just in the apartment <laughs> in the meantime. Um, and yeah, you got a different look when, you know, people checked you out in a different way. It wasn't, hey, howdy, how neighbor. It was like, uh, but I mean, eventually, you know, you got to know everybody and everything yep. was fine again. Yep. It's just that inclusion takes time. Yeah, I, I remember that too, though, because I moved from like Headline then to Northwoods Glen subdivision, J Street, and then on to 4th, like it, a different, completely different, but you were saying. I, I have about like, uh, I would say maybe, uh, I'm not sure how many apartments in the back of us, but there's at least a hundred. Uh, so I have a hundred neighbors in the back yeah. of me and they're not all friendly. I've had a few feuds with some of them. Yeah. So much for sun tanning in the backyard, Julia. Oh, yeah, no way. <laughs> well, I'm trying to visualize that. It's not a pretty picture. <laughs> Jeez, uh, thanks. I, Sorry, I, Julia. It's a whole new version Are you of the telling me I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's I, scary? I just know how Ivan thinks. That's why I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Put the blame back on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, Julia. In my mind, I got a perfect visual. Let's carry Thank on. You. Thank you. Okay, Stephen, Stephen, quickly, what were you going to say? Let's change the subject. <laughs> uh, I come from downtown Montreal in like a, the ghetto of Montreal when I was being brought up. Where? And I say on me, Little Burgundy. Okay. I wasn't saying Michelle. Okay. And we they moved from, but we always said that my, my stepfather wanted, made a score to crack grain. Uh, my father <laughs> made a score in a crap game and we moved to LaSalle, which was okay. you know, a, a step yeah. up. And uh, but when we moved to LaSalle, the people didn't talk to you there, they were more uppity because they were richer. Mm. Whereas in where in Little Burgundy, everybody was friends. And what you alluded to before about the uh, goals with the salary, when 
it all depends on where you're coming from. Like, well, yeah, yeah you I, go I, don't, I, I don't put my nose down to anybody. I don't care if you're rich or poor or whatever. Uh, and I don't care who you are. I'm going to say hello to you. If you don't say hello back, that's your loss. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and, you know, I, I look at people, I give them a smile and hello and walk away. And I think it's what we need more in this world is more people saying hello because then yeah. people won't be afraid to say it. And I think that's the fear right now. Oh, I can't say nothing to this one. He's liable to slap me upside the head as he gets past me. So, but I'm not afraid to get hit. That's I uh, I purposely, when I go walking, I, I do. I say, hi, it's a nice day. Uh, some people react and say something. I find a lot of younger kids, though, they're shocked, like that somebody's actually talking to them. I, I think there's even a gender thing there. I think it's okay mm. for you to talk to a, a nine-year-old girl and say hello, and I don't know if I would because it's like, yeah, oh, yes, stranger exactly. danger, exactly. six-foot man, cruising little nine-year-old, run. <laughs> He's in a white van. There's a bald guy running after me. <laughs> Wait, yeah. we'll follow him. Let's see what vehicle he gets in. Oh, it's not a van. We're okay. It's, oh, we're good. It's a white van. Stay away from that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it, it's You're funny right. that um, media, like even movies and stuff, still propagate that that stereotype, yeah. right? Like I've just recently seen a, a movie called Black Phone, and and that's it. They shove the kids in the in the, in the back of a van. So well, maybe it so was picture Stephen. this. You, you know the little um, water park there at Lamaru Park. Mm -hmm. You know the like the splash pad. The splash mm. pad. Like if Steve and I were to sit in a park bench and stare at those oh, kids, yeah. game over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. we're looking beyond that. But like, yeah. Art, well, my thoughts are: I'm not going to sit there and stare forward. Like, look at your phone, read a newspaper, and get the hell away from there. You don't. We. It's sad that we think that we have to think that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. But you know, middle-aged man sitting there watching kids play. Oh, what bigger taboo? Oh, you're <laughs> right. See, That's true. You're right. And you see me, I don't worry about things like that. Maybe I should, but I don't. Like if Especially I was if you have a van. <laughs> yeah, I got the van. I got it. saw the wanted poster, Steve. I think you better lay low for a bit. And, and, I, and I always got candy in my glove box. So, you know. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> it's funny. All, all right. Remember, he's from St. Aurel. He's got an excuse. <laughs> there's a there's a van like um I, I used to we used to go hiking with the kids every Sunday and uh, we we used to go to Brockville quite a bit and there was a van over there that's always parked on 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 the the, the two there and it says free candy I was oh like, my wow, god that is so <laughs> weird that is so mm. weird <laughs> yeah well with Halloween coming up you should watch Jeepers Creepers because there's a quite oh, yeah. a little van in that movie you know what I mean that's a good movie. Or Joyride, Candy King. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. I got to write Jeepers that Creeper, down. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't watch that type of movies. Oh, I, I, I watch only that. I don't like creepy movies. Uh, we were talking about that the other night, and I'm not into horror movies. Or oh, I am. Movies. Me oh, too. No. Me too. Uh, me I not so it. much. It depends what it is. I, I, Yeah, those kind, but when it gets to be too much with the supernatural or you know, Satan and all that kind of stuff. Those peaked me out a little too much. And you know, Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch Sloshers there and that kind of stuff, or whatever. You know, yeah, Alien what, what, or 
I that like kind that. of stuff doesn't freak me out. It's stuff that could be real. Like yeah, well, that's realistic it. So stuff. So I watch Alien, I can watch that, or Friday mm. the 13th, all that. But the, the, the terror psychological ones where, you know, body possessions or paranormal events, and then you're going to go to bed and you see your sock move. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have liked the one I've seen on on Friday then it's called uh, pray for the devil no nope. it's about I, possession I, I, don't, I don't deal with the devil very well <laughs> yeah me I work with them I work with them most of the time upbringing <laughs> well, what I find today though is very honestly okay we laugh and go on here but I find compared to when I was growing up in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, people don't laugh like they used to. And You're it's actually right. a gentleman at the group the other night, or one night, said that it's been so long since he had a belly laugh. And <laughs> like we, we used to have them all the time. You know, like there was yeah. always somebody doing st something stupid enough that you would crack the whole room up. And now you, I don't find that you have that. That was the alcohol at the yeah. parties that we well, used to drink. That, we were no, allowed to no I'm off the hook for that because I don't. I never drank, and and I I never did drugs, so it wasn't that what got me got me laughing. It was this foolery that we did. And we were all that fools was, at the time. We could tease each other to the point, embarrass yes. someone, for, and that was all part of the game. We'd bust each other's, you know what. And that was that's where you'd get the belly laugh where you really like burned one of your friends and that mm -hmm. would be hilarious. But today we have to be sensitive to his needs and yeah. not say his thighs are thick. So we gotta be careful. <laughs> the the only the only belly laugh I have is once uh, once a month when you guys come on the show with us. Like well, that's oh, when we have a good laugh. <laughs> we really enjoy it because we we never know what we're gonna talk chat about yeah. and laugh about. That's the beauty of the seeker. It's seven minutes and we're on. What do you want to talk uh, about? <laughs> we have no we have no time to think about it let's just go with the flow let's just go with the flow yeah and then what, did, what did you call it life death and everything in between that's it that's it and whose computer is going to screw up this week you know, yeah. it's oh, usually yeah, julius it's usually mine usually mine just dies my internet it's been good Shh, i don't thank talk God it's been it. good don't say anything. No. We're 45 <laughs> minutes and everything is perfect. <laughs> no, but it's been good throughout the elections. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, an interesting thing. It, it's strange. Time. This computer is the farthest away from my modem. Router. Yeah. Router. Yeah. And I have no trouble. The one downstairs is plugged into the router. Hmm. Did, did you say router earlier, Steve? Router. I go, I go somewhere else. That's my brother just has a rotor router. There's your problem, Stephen. into the router, not the router. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll get you in trouble. You're plugged in the wrong device. Okay. All right. I'm going to have Tighten up, Dillabelle. I'm going to have a belly laugh. There. My lease is going to spit into her mug and bring it all back in. That's We're it. all over the You're street. I'm waiting for it to come to get me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Ugh. talking of computers, right. so this year, well, maybe last year too or the last time, the elections were computerized. And I had a friend who waited in line forever, filled in his thing, and when he got to put the card in, it rejected it. Oh. 
So he was told, well, you can try again, but you got to go back to the back of the line. And, do it again. Mm. and he was steaming. He was mad as hell that his vote didn't count mm-hmm. because the computer said so. And mm. yet he claims that he picked three councilmen and one, one mayor. It should have passed. He picked and... the wrong ones. That's all. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he well, circled yeah. outside of the lines. I don't know. I think he can do or... the lines. But... <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, that that was the one thing this year. It would have there would have been more votes. I think if it was computerized. Well, it was computerized. Oh, I mean online. Sorry, online voting online is the online is a thing they should definitely bring. Yeah. In like yeah. what a turnout! Like it's it's. Pathetic. 10,100 10, votes, something like that, out of 47,000. Well, wait a minute. Well, out no, of 47,000, you 47, got all the kids. You got, oh, yeah. You know, no. 30, 32,000 is about what we have. Yeah. Eligible okay. voters. So it's one third. Oh, is that right? Okay. I didn't one think there's that many. Yeah. It's it's actually pretty high for uh Well, <clears> you know, they have to population. leave the home and you don't know if the guy with the white van is out there. <laughs> So with the candies, yeah, with the candies. Wish the boat made it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, I am so very sorry. Continue on. I'll be right back. Yeah, we were we are totally off the original topic. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> Life, death, and everything in between. Well, okay. So we started we talking talk- about children. Well, we talked about the fentanyl, the drugs, and then raising children, and then the anxiety, and then mental illness, and then the awareness, and then. The influences on the outside. Were you with us, Miley's, at any point? Well, then we threw in, <laughs> then, we, then we threw in scary movies and and Steve's van with the candies in Steve the van. compartment. Steve, I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And the bumper. She got the candy the last time. The candy, the bumper sticker. Need we say more? Man with white hair, white van, bumper sticker, candy. Honking at everybody on the street. I don't know. <laughs> and it's Halloween. Stephen's best night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Halloween, it's tonight. It's, it it's exciting. Yep. So you're going to have all those little kids outside running around. The weather's perfect because for some reason when it was Halloween, when my kids were young, it was always miserable. Oh, wow. my God. You, you modeled that upon yourself. Like you followed your own face on that one. I like it. <laughs> Ouch. Huh? All right, if you want to play, brace yourself. I'm full of compliments today for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> no, I don't um I don't celebrate Halloween. Well, where I am anyways, there's no kids. Yeah, uh, it used to be like that where I was too. Always well, none that make it past the house anyways, right? Oh. Steve? <laughs> the, the first year, the first year we were here, and that's going back to like 22 years ago. I think we got about eight kids mm-hmm. and the following year we got one and it was a friend of mine brought his, his daughter up and then that was it. We've never seen any other kids at the door. Of course, I got the guard dogs at the end of the driveway to keep them all out. Growling. And and the gargoyles too. The gargoyles yeah, at exactly. the end of the driveway is kind of the scary part. People and, don't and want to I come bought up. Mary, I bought Mary a new broom so she could fly around <laughs> the yard and scare them off. <laughs> Actually, I was in uh, one of the He's stores in Cornwall today. last week, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I bought two brooms, and I got to the cash, and the woman says, oh, two brooms. I said, yeah, my wife's going away on the weekend, and she's taking her sister with her. I said, so <laughs> I want to turn it on. I, I thought that, 
I thought they were one for you and one for your wife, actually. No, but... no, no, no. I, I don't fly the broom. I just plug them in. See? <laughs> Steve is modern. He flies around on a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm trying to see. I, I'm picturing that visual, too. I don't know. There's a lot of visuals. Oh, Warlocks don't fly on brooms, only witches. Oh, okay. So what do you... Well, so what do you fly yeah, exactly. on? No, I'm just kidding. We, I'm, I'm there. We, we teleport. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been a long time since my kids were trick-or-treating, so it's kind of exciting to see them all out tonight. The weather's nice, too, thank goodness. Because for it's some always, reason, um... when my kids were young, trick-or-treating, it was like snow was coming down, and you had to put... Uh, their coats on and the costumes on top and ten pairs of gloves and we're always frozen but it seems to be nice today hopefully it'll as long as they are changing yeah well i remember one time with the kids too they had snowsuits on it was snow we took them out in the sleigh mm -hmm. to go trick-or-treating so i mean it's the time of year where it could go either way and there's other times we were very warm as well so uh, we get roughly about 40 kids here but i always wonder um there's always this six foot two, two hundred and forty pound kid that comes to the door with a really bad costume. Does it? <clears throat> you know, what's the, what's the cutoff? What what do you think should be the cutoff? Grade well, nine, it, grade ten? Yeah, but exactly, what should be the cutoff? I mean, there's there's older kids that come around here too. The young kids come, and then the older ones come around eight, nine o'clock, yeah, knock yeah, them yeah. on the door. I I think as long as they're child enough to go out, they should be allowed to go out. Okay, well, what about the mother who says, I have two babies at home, and she pulls out her bag? And... No, no, that, that's a little bit different. It's either the kids or nothing. Uh, well, well but... you're, you're not going to know because I'm five feet. I'm going to wear my Michael Myers mask, and you're not going to know that I'm an adult. <laughs> do, do you know what the Michael Myers mask is based on? What? It's William Shatner's face, and he just really? spray-painted the mask white. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's right a there. cool. Um, I'm I'm, I'm looking at Ivan. It. I'm looking at Ivan's face, and I can never tell if he's kidding or not. No, I'm serious. No, I can see it now so that John, you mention it. John Carpenter, he did like the original movie, that White House. Mm. They just spray painted everything white. It was an abandoned house. Like he did that on a really tight budget, that whole movie, and it's a classic mm. that's lasted forever. Like they're still running. There's a new Halloween movie out. Jamie Lee Curtis is getting close to 70 or whatever. And she, wow. Still, still the scream queen of the decade. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to show how wild I am. I found out yesterday, or was it uh, Saturday night, who Michael Myers was. Oh, yeah. no, oh my. I thought it was his neighbor. <laughs> no, people were talking about Michael Myers. But, so I had to ask, I said, who the heck is Michael Myers? I've never heard of him. And then even Mary knew who it was. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's because you're in your basement too much. You got to come out, Stephen. Unplug from the rooter. Yeah, unplug from the There's Michael Myers and there's Mike Myers, a Canadian comedian. So don't get them confused. Yeah, the different. No, no I, I, usually I'm in my van. That's why I don't uh, cruise in the street. <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. Uh, yeah, so that was a mental health uh, um on McConnell, who just called oh, back, so cool. I, I okay. wanted to take it because, uh, yeah, so that was quick. Well, that's because they were watching the show earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like a, getting bad publicity. Tune in now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that what it was. Quick. I still remember, though, talking about Halloween, the one year, I mean, dressing up 
and how old should you be? I went out with my kids and I was dressed as a yellow bumblebee and I had my little things on my head and stuff. And we stopped in. It, this shows how old, how long ago well, it was. May Elise was always a stinger. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. That was another thing. Yes. <laughs> we stopped in at Becker's. I mean, Becker's is way back when. Yeah. And uh, my kids were... The, they they were saying like uh, you know if you've got a Halloween costume on you can get candy so I'm going oh I'm going in there my kids are going you are not going in there I said watch me I got candy no <laughs> I got candy but I uh, they were so embarrassed too so my my oldest son was like about I don't know he was little and he was he says you're not going in there you you're not going in there dressed like that mom I got when, candy when I was a kid they where I lived in Seattle, there was a tavern on every corner and a church on every other corner. <laughs> and uh, like, we, we would, yeah, exactly. We would go around the block and we would go into the taverns. And you, the guys at the time, when you, you know, they would throw pennies in your bag hmm. because wow. back, back then we had pennies and two cents you could buy a cigarette. So you'd always get enough. enough <laughs> Years old going to get his, his candy, gets a few pennies, goes to get his. Quick with a joke to light up my smoke. But, but we would go through all the taverns, into every tavern, and, and get something from them. It was like good days of the reality. Good memories, Steve. Good that. memories. Now, now you wouldn't dare go into a tavern because you don't know who's in there at that age. You were talking before about drugs. It shows how much uh, times have changed. I used to hang around a pool hall, and there was only one guy I know back then. This is back in the 60s. At the time, there was only one person we ever knew above that was a drug addict. Everybody else was clean. This was the only one guy, and unfortunately, he succumbed to his heroin addiction. But uh, that was going back. We never heard of stuff. Today, everybody you talk to knows somebody that's doing it. And I think one of the things that's happened is we've given made marijuana legal so now everybody is trying something and they're supposed to stop you at 18 but or before 18 they're not doing it in a lot of the places it's yeah you're what happened to you type. i don't know i don't know i just suddenly disappeared so thank god i'm back i remember she wanted uh, to change spots on my screen i yeah, look i'm on the other side now <laughs> I remember going to a conference and it was this guy who was a, a former drug addict and, and he, I, I remember the key line asking him like what finally made you stop. And he says, I got tired of losing everything because you lose your friends, you lose your family, you lose your job, yep. you lose your finances. Yep. And I thought, well, that's, that's it. That's what makes the difference. You got tired of losing everything. So you hit bottom and then there's only one way and it's up. So that's probably yep. the well, it, it's it's people. it's up mm. or death like yeah sadly some people never you know never never get to that point so whoever's uh, out there struggling with drug addiction i mean get help as soon as you can your life's important and the people around you it's not about you it's about the people you leave behind so make sure you reach out mm -hmm. and you know get the help you need and, and get started to a healthier life because uh, <clears throat> it'll take you down absolutely yeah absolutely every life is important you matter you matter to the people around you and that's why when you know when i go for walks i i make a point of saying good morning or hi or, or commenting because that one little comment could make a big difference in yeah. somebody's life yeah everybody wants to be significant right mm -hmm. and that's the thing when like when 
<clears throat> when people are contemplating suicide, they often do do this contemplation of whether I'm here or not, does it make a difference? Yep. So, you know, uh, often people who have pets or animals or a purpose, something they have to do, if I don't show up tomorrow, who's going to take care of my hamster might even be the difference. Mm -hmm. you, know? yep. so you, you, you need to be needed. And so make sure that you reach out to relatives and stuff. COVID kicked the crap out of people for that. A lot of people were communicating, talking to each other, but reach out to an aunt or an uncle that you haven't seen in a while and give them a little talking to it always warms the heart. Right. So. Yep. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, um, it's been fun. I like little impromptu <laughs> topics like that. It goes everywhere. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Started we did a whole circle. <laughs> yeah, we did. Started with um, drugs, finished with drugs. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yep. All right. Oh, Steve. <laughs> It looked like Stephen was going to say something. I wasn't sure. No, no, no. I was just gas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy, you owe me one. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Naturally gas. <laughs> All right, it's been All a right. slice. See you next That's month. That's it for us. We'll see you next month. Bye. Have yourself a wonderful week. Uh, super okay, so my lease, uh, do you have any events before we leave? Well, tonight, isn't it the Optimist um, Trunk or Treat? Yes, it is. Starting at 4.30 at Lamoureux Park, there's a truck trunk or treat. So uh, there's, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember how many, I think like something like seven or eight uh, businesses that are going to set up in the park they have their trunk all decorated and they're handing out candies so um so if you're going around just go and uh and support the optimist club it's all free yep take your kids down and, and check that out uh-huh and uh i was so bummed out because i didn't get to um go to the um the ghost walk for charity i was going to go on sunday Okay. And then they were, they, they were, their last day was Saturday. So oh. I, kind of, I missed it. I was kind of bummed out, but my, my um, daughter went. How, how did she find it? Oh, did she, they loved it. Yeah. Bella, Bella ended up going too. Yeah. And she really loved it too. And I've heard a lot of good comments. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I really wanted to do it, but I'm like one of these people, you get me in there and it's dark and creepy. And I, I don't know if I, but you love it. horror movies. I do, but oh, I, I love it. I love being scared. Yeah. I, I don't do. know. It makes me feel alive. <laughs> so I was like, okay, will I be okay in there? Like things jumping out at me, but I, I don't know. I guess one of one of these years we'll have to try it. So, yeah. but my son, my youngest son out in uh, Calgary, they have scream fest and uh, he was, so you go in different houses and people jump out at you or run after you. And for years, he was uh, volunteering at Scream Fest. I think you saw some of the outfits, some of the yes, makeup he had yes, on. Yes. Like, uh, and he was a runner one year. So he was running after people. And if something looking like that was coming running after me, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Because he looked super, super scary. Okay. So uh, on that note, it is 11 o'clock, so we're going to let you all go. Um, thanks for watching. Have yourself a great day. Enjoy your Halloween night and have yourself a super duper week. Bye for now. Bye.